welcome to the Fifth Dimension of Business podcast. I'm your host, Ariana, and my intention with this show is to help you integrate the practical and magical sides of building an intuitive business. You can think of it like intuitive business school, but with a teacher who wants you to think for yourself, you know? So let's dive in. This is going to be fun. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Fifth Dimension of Business podcast. If you are new here, my name is Ariana, and I am your host here on this show. I am coming at you at 8.30 on a Saturday night from my bathroom floor. Got a cup of cacao in hand. It's probably a little bit echoey in here. Um, We are currently in the process of selling our condo. We're getting ready to move from our 600 square foot concrete box in the sky to a home on some land on Salt Spring Island, which is kind of more of a rural island for those of you who aren't familiar with the area. And we're doing viewings all weekend. So all of my artwork and all, not all of the things, but a lot of the things that make my home feel like home are not on the walls. So there may be a little bit of an echo in here. You know what? I just checked. There's no echo. We're good. So yeah, you know, it's just, it's been a week and I won't lie. I contemplated not recording this episode. I thought of other things I could be doing, like just lying on my couch or going for a swim or all of the other things. But you know, it actually, it it does really light me up. I do really love to come on and share. And I have been really loving the feedback that we've been getting from the podcast here. So made myself a little cup of cacao, made myself a reward for sitting down and getting it done. And we're here. And, you know, I think it's important for me to share this reflection on like maybe kind of sort of not really wanting to sit down and do this, but being gentle and compassionate with myself and holding myself accountable to this commitment that I have made to regularly show up and share here because we're going to talk about content creation today. So our last few episodes, we were talking all about copywriting, um, ways to improve your writing for social media, email, sales pages, things like that, how to do it with a um, compassionate and more expanded level of consciousness. So maybe not going with all of the old school copywriting tactics. And today I wanted to address something that one of our community members brought up. This was actually a little while ago. I was asking about topics that folks wanted to hear about. And this feels really resonant with what we just talked about on the copywriting front. So what this uh, wonderful human being had said was that she feels like she spends too long on the content creation process for what she gets out of it. And I want you to take a moment here. And if you are an individual who creates content for your business, so if that's for Instagram or TikTok, email marketing, maybe Facebook, maybe a completely different platform. I want you to think about the amount of time that you spend on creating content. And now think about the results, the return on that time investment, your ROI. What are you, what have you received in exchange for that time? Are you having new people reach out to you about working with you? Are you generating sales of a product or a workshop and getting new people on your email list? Are you building up your follower base? Are you having people tell you that you're inspiring? Like what is coming up from this? And is it in alignment with the outcomes that you're actually looking for? If the answer is yes, if you're like, yes, I am loving my creation process and it's giving me an amazing ROI, cool. You might not want to listen to this or you might, I don't know. But if you're like many of the individuals in our community who are feeling as though they're putting in so much time and energy and effort into the creation process and not seeing much 
if any return on their investment. Keep listening because I am recording this episode for you. So, you know, when I think back, I've been in business now for over nine years. And when I think back to my early days of business, you know, my first couple of years, I wasn't really doing a whole lot of stuff. I was just very loosey goosey with things. But when I really started to take my business seriously, I went ham on the content. So this was like uh, 2014, 2015 kind of era when blogging was still really big and things like Pinterest. And I know Pinterest is big, but it was used differently back then. So Pinterest and Facebook pages and Facebook groups and Twitter, Periscope. I don't know if anyone remembers Periscope, Facebook Lives. You know, I, I did all of them. I kid you not, I pumped out at least three blog posts a week, sometimes five blog posts a week, because that was also the going mentality was it's quantity over quality. So I was pumping out at least three blog posts a week. Every single blog post I had to make images for, for the blog itself. I had to make my Pinterest images, my Facebook images, my Instagram images, my pin, I think I said Pinterest, where else was it going? Twitter because of course the images are all slightly different dimensions. So I was making all of those images, I was posting it on each of those different platforms, and then I had like parameters around it. So I think I did like three tweets per blog post, or like maybe it was even five tweets and three Facebook posts per blog post. And I had all of these groups that I was a part of where you would share your pins and people would have to repin yours, but you'd also have to repin everyone else's. Like, oh my goodness. The amount of time that I spend on content every single week, oh, I don't, I don't even want to go back there. I remember looking through a to-do list and from my coach at the time, what she had said was that the majority of my time as a business owner should be spent on creating content. And she said that I should be spending up to 30 hours a week creating content, 30 hours a week creating and sharing content. When are you supposed to work with your clients? When are you supposed to do anything else? Like, I don't even work 30 hours a week right now. Like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Now, if we look back at what was my return on that investment, there there was some return for sure, but not for the time that I was putting into it. I got to work with brands, which was really cool. I worked with brands like Vega, Simply Protein, um, a little bit random, but Natural Delights Medjool Dates. They paid me a few hundred bucks to write a blog post for them every single month, which was really cool. I worked with Bulletproof and participated in some big campaigns with them. I worked with a lot of smaller companies that would send me products and things in exchange for um, promoting and creating content for them. You know, it's funny right now, like UGC user generated content is like very trendy in the online, in the online marketing space or in the like online influencer space. And it, it, I have to laugh a little bit because like, this is not new stuff. Like we've been doing this for a really, really long time. It's just, I think the ways in which we're doing it are a little bit more sophisticated now and people are actually advocating for themselves and a lot of folks are getting paid a lot better you know I get paid uh, like 50 bucks for a blog post sometimes thankfully bigger companies like Bulletproof or like I said Natural Delights they did pay me more but it still was not when I look at the amount of effort that I put into creating recipes and taking photos and writing the blog posts and sharing it and getting them out on my channels it really wasn't um, an equal exchange. And in terms of my services, you know, I didn't 
receive my first client from social media until 2016. And actually, they came from a Facebook group that I ran. And my Facebook group actually became a really big source of clients for my online group programs that I used to run. I ran online fitness, nutrition, and mindset programs as a personal trainer because that's what personal trainers do when they're trying to break into the online space. And I used a combination of my email list and Facebook groups to run challenges. So I built an amazing community there. And that's typically where people came into my group programs from. Again, they were pretty low cost. They were like six week offers. They were pretty inconsistent. It wasn't like it was a a machine where I was generating like thousands and thousands of dollars every month or anything like that. It was not at that scale. Um, and one-on-ones and things like that didn't really happen until 2018, 2019, when I wasn't even really doing personal training anymore. So all of that to say is that I spent a lot of time creating content and definitely not an equal return. And I did it for years. And when I look back at that experience, what I really see was former Ariana acting like a blogger. And I referred to myself as a blogger. I went to blogging conferences. I spoke at a couple blogging conferences, which was really cool. I made a lot of really amazing connections. I I loved being in the blogging world, but I was behaving as a blogger and not a business owner. And my question to you right now is, are you being a content creator or are you being a business owner? Because they're actually two different things. So a business owner is somebody who wears multiple hats, most likely, especially if you're new. Business owner has a product or a service that they are marketing. They are doing things to get that product or service in front of new eyeballs. They are um, both managing the day-to-day things and working with clients and things, but they're also holding a long-term vision. The vision can be fluid. The vision doesn't have to be a super clear five-year goal as so many entrepreneurial and business education platforms say that it does. But typically there is an idea of where we are steering this ship and we are doing things and taking actions that are aligned with that outcome. Now, content creators, they can still have elements of running a business, but their product or service typically is themselves. Their product or service is their ability to create content for brands and business owners um, or even to just get monetized on platforms like YouTube or Creators Fund on TikTok and to make money creating content. And that's a different thing than being a business owner. Now, of course, as a business owner, there oftentimes is an element of creating and sharing content. But what I want you to really think about here is, are you trying to be a content creator? Are you trying to keep up with content creators and to follow the formulas or to do what you see other people doing online? Or are you being a business owner who is simply creating content as one branch of their regular business activities. So that's a really important thing to get clear on. And there's no right or wrong answer. If you want to be a content creator, amazing. Like it's super cool to get paid to create content and to be yourself on the internet. And if you have a business that you want to run, if you have clients that you want to work with, offerings that you want to bring to life, programs you want to run, I don't know, a retreat center or a wellness center that you want to bring to life, it's really important to clarify on that distinction between being the content creator or being the business owner. 
Now, if you have decided that you are a business owner who simply creates content as one of their regular business activities, it's important to figure out where in your overall marketing mix, so the blend of marketing activities that you do, where does content creation fit into that? Because contrary to what we've been led to believe by Instagram and TikTok and all of those different platforms, social media actually isn't the only way to market your business. There are so many different ways. And so if you're putting all of your energy and attention into creating content for social media or even your email list, which I personally believe is a a level up from social media, we want to invite folks from social media to hang out with us on our email list because we never know what will happen to social. Mr. Z could come on one day and be like, "Mm, no, you got to pay to play or he could do really annoying things like make everything reels on Instagram. So, you know, we want to have that um, secondary platform at minimum. But what are the other ways that you are marketing your business or what are some of the other ways that you want to market your business? We had an amazing workshop uh, this past Wednesday for our members in The Collective. The Collective is our uh, business development education program combined with coaching. And we have um, pretty much weekly calls for folks who want to learn about building a business in a spiritual, trauma-sensitive, and wonderful way. And we had Amelia Ruby of Softer Sound Studio. It's a podcast studio. She came in and did a workshop about building your business off the grid. So building your business off of social media. And something she said stuck out to me so much. It was so impactful. She said, if I spent half or even a quarter of the time that I spend on Instagram pitching myself for opportunities and relationships and clients and contracts, where would my business be? So think about that for a moment. If you spent half of the time that you spend creating content, even a quarter of the time, pitching yourself to um, people who you want to collaborate with, to people who you want to work with, to people who have podcasts that you want to get on, people whose communities that you want to get in front of, different opportunities. If you spent half of the time that you spend creating content on pitching yourself for those opportunities, where would you be in business? Do you know? Have you ever tried doing things like that? If you don't know, this is a great time to experiment. You know, when Amelia said that and I asked myself that question, it kind of stung a little bit because I actually know that when I pitch myself, when I build relationships with people who could become referral partners, when I reach out to organizations to bring my work in for lunch and learns and things like that, I know that that gets results. It also gets me out of my comfort zone because I would love to just, you know, sit behind my computer and have people find me and not have to put myself out there in those ways. You know, these are edges that I'm continuously learning to stretch and expand even like nine years into this. And I'm still finding excuses and ways to like not do those things sometimes. And it's really easy to find those excuses because we have things like social media, right? We can tell ourselves, no, I'll just make this real or I'll do this thing or I'll do this IG live. When in actuality, those things can become crutches that take us away from the bigger things that may actually move the needle forward in our business. If you don't know if it moves the needle forward, if you've never tried pitching yourself, give it a shot. Think of an opportunity that you want to go for. Who are the people you want to reach out to? Stick with it for a while. Send out tons of messages. Be really genuine. You know, there's there's slimy ways to do this and there's authentic ways to do this. 
and see what comes up from it. Do a little experiment and measure and track your results. I'll put a document in the show notes here. It's one of the documents that I give to our uh, members in the collective, and it's a very simple marketing tracking sheet. So you can mark down the different marketing activities that you do, and you can also list in where inquiries are coming from, where clients are coming from, um, even where new email subscribers are coming from. And over time, you can begin to collect this data so that you can see where, where your biggest return on investment is. When I did this myself, I started doing this process back in 2015, and I noticed that for me, networking was a really big one and doing free talks and workshops. The free talks and workshops basically filled the um, in-person portion of my group program. So I ran boot camps for runners, and basically everybody came from those talks and workshops. And interestingly enough, those talks and workshops all came from one connection and she was a woman who initially was one of my clients and she became an amazing connection for these talks that I was doing. So, you know, I I share this to say that we never know where the quantum leap in our business or where like the explosion in clients or where the the big tipping point for our results are going to come from. Oftentimes, they come from a few key relationships. And it's difficult to make a few key relationships when we're constantly focusing on going viral on TikTok or hitting 10,000 followers on Instagram or trying to just have our content reach as many people as possible. In our chase for building massive scalable businesses, we've actually lost the remembrance of the importance of deep and meaningful relationships. Businesses, especially if you are in the helping space, if you really want to make a difference in the world and you want to work closely and deeply with people, you want to run retreats or do one-on-one healing sessions or things like that, they are most easily built when you have relationships with folks and folks have a way of knowing you and trusting you. When I think of who I would refer people to, I'm only going to refer them to people who I already know and trust. If I have a client who's dealing with something that I am not qualified to support them with, I'm not going to send them to some random person from Instagram. I'm going to send them to somebody who I have built a relationship with. So what you might find after collecting data through this marketing um, tracking sheet is that activities such as networking and things like that actually yield a higher ROI than posting on social media. So I'll link that in the comments, that marketing sheet, um, and I'll have a little video that shows you how you can work through it as well. A couple other things that are really important to look at, and as I'm about to say this, I feel like I've probably harped on this on the podcast before, but what is your intention with your content? Are you creating content simply for the sake of creating content because somebody has told you that you should be creating content? Or are you creating content with intention? Are you trying to build community? Are you trying to build those meaningful relationships? Are you wanting to uh, invite people to join your email list? Are you wanting to have people sign up for programs through social media? It's really important to know what your intention is because it's very easy to stray from that and to do all of these different things that don't actually lead you there. And we all know that energy flows where our intention goes. So if we can be really intentional, we can infuse our intention into our content that we can drop in the the intention that this piece of content will reach so-and-so who really needs to hear it, or this piece of content will bring five new email subscribers or something of the sort, 
it is more fun and it allows us to bring in some of that magic that we know is working all around us at all times. We just need a little bit of focus in order to be able to harness it. And what you also will want to ask yourself is, do I actually enjoy creating content? You might really, really love it and it might not be offering you a huge return on your investment, but you may just want to create and create and create and you may get so much joy from doing it. If so, amazing. If it feels good to you and you want to keep doing it, then keep doing it. You need to be honest with yourself around the fact that you're spending time and energy and attention on things that aren't necessarily moving your business forward, but if it's bringing you joy, does that actually matter? I don't know. That's up for you to just to decide. For me, I, I genuinely enjoy creating content. I love writing. I like making reels, both like the fun lip syncy ones and trying out my own. I love podcasting. I love writing blogs. I love doing all of the things. I'm one of the people that genuinely enjoys creating content. I know that for some folks, they don't enjoy it. Sure, sometimes there are likely some patterns and beliefs that aren't presenting themselves to be healed. So maybe there's some fears of being seen, some thoughts of imposter syndrome, uh, different things that are influencing one's relationship to creating content. And of course, in order to uh, reach our fullest expressions of selves, it's always wonderful to begin to look at those patterns and to begin to integrate them. However, you might also just genuinely not like creating content and that is totally fine. Again, there are so many different ways that you can market your business and get yourself in front of the people who you are meant to serve. And it doesn't have to look like showing up on social media and creating content. So this is an invitation for you to give yourself the permission slip to do what feels good to you. If creating content is amazing and lights you up and it's really what feels good, beautiful. Keep doing that. If creating content is sucking your life force, Maybe just don't do that. I don't know. Just a thought. But I firmly believe that the more we do things that light us up and bring us joy and and allow us to show up with authenticity and with passion and with gratitude, that's going to yield far better results than doing something simply because we think we have to do it and infusing some like, ugh, gross, I don't want to be doing this energy into it. Now, my relationship with content creation is in a little bit of a weird place right now because like I said, I I genuinely love creating content and I am operating on such a limited work schedule right now that when I look at the priorities in my business, creating content for social media specifically, really like I don't actually have the capacity to keep it on my priority list. I'm working usually about 12 to 15 hours a week right now because I'm still kind of on my maternity leave and I honestly don't know when this will end. Um, I have no intentions of putting my daughter in daycare and I'm going to be homeschooling. So like this is kind of my schedule for the long term. Um, And I run two businesses. So I run the 5D Business Collective and then I also run my personal brand where I work one-on-one with clients. I have a number of different collaborative opportunities that I'm working on. What else do I do? I don't even know. I teach at a nutrition school. Like there's a lot of different things that I do. And on top of that, I'm preparing to move and I'm going to start up an Airbnb and I'm renovating a space to have an in-person studio for doing my one-on-ones. Like there's a lot going on 
And when I look at, okay, what are like the most important things for me to do? Like I can only be doing high impact activities right now. And posting on Instagram, especially for 5D, just really wasn't doing it. We were getting lots of views and um, some good engagement on our content and things like that, but it wasn't really leading into more email subscribers. It wasn't leading into folks joining our membership. And that's, that's what I'm looking for. You know, I'm going to be straight up here. I'm not on Instagram, especially when I'm operating with such a limited capacity. I'm not on Instagram just to create content for the sake of creating content. I want that content to work for me. And so I realized that creating content with all the time that I was putting into doing stuff for the 5D Instagram, it really wasn't yielding the results I was looking for. I knew I could be more impactful by sharing much more in-depth content like I am here on the podcast, as well as through my newsletter. And those two are the avenues that I've been focusing on for the past um, about six or seven weeks. I think I think it was maybe early June where I stopped posting on 5D's Instagram. And our membership has grown significantly. We welcomed in 10 new members when we launched in the summer little side note, if you would like to get on our waitlist for when we reopen the doors around the fall equinox, head to the show notes here and you'll be able to get your name on the waitlist. Um, so yeah, we had 10 new folks join. Um, I get a lot of responses from our newsletter. I'm getting folks DMing me on my own personal Instagram about the content that I'm sharing here. So I know for me, like this is something that is both fun and feels really good and is actually making a difference. It's making an impact by both supporting people and helping them, and there's measurable growth within my business. For my own personal brand, I have given myself permission to simply show up and share when it feels good. I have no posting schedule. I have no parameters around what I should be posting or what's off limits. I simply allow myself to go on and share whatever it is I feel called to share. And if I don't want to post for two weeks or so, I don't. And right now, just as a simple outlet for creative expression, that feels really good for me. I'm at a point where I'm very grateful to have been here, where I've put in a lot of work over the last nine years and I don't necessarily need to do as much on the like active marketing front in order to experience growth in my business. I still do need to market myself, of course, and there are some shifts that I'm looking to make for fall to experience even more expansion within my shorter uh, schedule that I'm working. However, I don't need to be doing like all of the little grind tasks because I spent a lot of time doing them and a lot of them are kind of irrelevant, I personally believe. This has been a really beautiful practice for me in working with my human design. I'm a manifesting generator. And one of the things that I'm supposed to do is to only do things that light me up and to drop the things that don't. And so creating content for Instagram for 5D, it wasn't one of those things that was lighting me up. So I gave myself permission to let it go and experience some really beautiful things as a result. Doesn't mean I'm never going to go back. I I would like to. I continue to like get little hits of inspo for things I could share. But I know that until I have the capacity and the bandwidth to show up in a good way there, that I'm just going to continue to not do it. So, you know, check out your own human design. There's so many resources now about human design and business, but you may also find some insight on what works best with your unique energetic blueprint and how you can shift your relationship to social media with that. 
Now, last couple things that I'll say here, if you opt to continue creating social media and you just want to like pick up the efficiency a little bit, first thing I'll say is that if you're new, you will get faster. These things do become quicker with time. You know, your first reel is probably going to take you like two hours and then maybe you'll be able to do them in like 10 or 15 minutes moving forward. So there is something to say about that practice. Uh, Same with writing. You know, the more you write, the better of a writer you will become the faster it will go for you. Um, Podcasting, all of those things. Like It will just get faster. A couple other things that I've really loved that helped me stay on top of my efficiency when it comes to creating content is having a general plan. So taking a look at the month or week or quarter ahead, looking for important dates, um, programs that I'm launching, things like that. What's the content that I need to have going out that Um, aligns with all of those important things and where do I have room for intuitive kind of in the moment content Um, batching your content so once you've planned some of your content out ahead of time you can batch it you can sit down grab your favorite warm drink some coffee or cacao whatever it may be and pump it all out write out all your Instagram captions or film all of your reels or record your podcast episodes We actually save a lot of time by doing this because, you know, when I think of batching reels, I don't do my hair and wear makeup every single day. So if I'm going to film some reels, why not do my hair and makeup once, film like five or ten reels, and then I don't have to keep redoing my hair and makeup. Or same thing with podcasting. I find that once I sit down and I get into a little bit of a flow, it's really easy for me to keep talking, as I'm sure you can tell. So I'll try to record like two episodes in a sitting. Um, So that is a really great way of increasing your efficiency. Your mind is already in that creative space and especially if there are things that require setup or takedown like reels or podcasts or video or things like that, you actually reduce the amount of time that you spend setting up and taking down if you use a bunch within that time frame. And lastly, you can also repurpose your content. So like I talked about before back in my bonkers blogging days where I would have one blog post and like five tweets and three Facebook posts and two pins. Like that's an example of repurposing. So you obviously don't have to go as ham with it. But if you are recording a podcast, you could take a snippet of it, make a quote image and then plaster that on, I guess, a reel right now because Instagram wants everything to be reels. Or you could do a static quote image. So that's one way to use the content. Second way to use the content, promote it on your Instagram stories. Um, Maybe do a TikTok video, so that's a third way. If you have an email list, send it out to your email list and give them a little backstory on why you recorded that podcast or that video. So that right there is four different ways to um, get more life out of your podcast. There's so many different ways you can do this. Sit down and brainstorm all the different ways you could repurpose one piece of content and you'll actually be really, really surprised with how much lifespan you can pull out from it. So there you have it, my friend. We went into a lot today. And just to recap, a couple things to walk away with and to ponder for a little bit. One, are you a content creator or are you a business owner? If you're a business owner who creates content, where into your overall business plan and your marketing mix does content creation fit? Are there other avenues that you can be promoting yourself? Are there other marketing activities that will give you a greater return on your investment? If you don't know, go to the show notes, download that marketing tracker and begin to collect this data for yourself so that you know what works best for you. 
You may also want to look into your human design type, see how that influences your relationship with social media, content creation, um, doing things that light you up versus doing things that don't light you up. And last but not least, again, if you decide to continue creating content, consider some of my little efficiency boosting tips like planning some things ahead, batching, and repurposing content. So my friend, I hope that that was helpful for you. As always, I love to invite you to come and share any reflections with me. Um, you can still find me over on our 5D Instagram at 5D Business Collective. I'm not actively posting on there, but I am still engaging with folks through the DMs and things like that. So I'd love to hear a reflection. And if this was helpful, if you are enjoying these episodes, please, please, please um, help me spread the word by sharing these episodes with friends. You know, you could send a link to somebody, hey, you know, based off of the conversation we had, I think you would find this episode really helpful. Or you can repost to stories or however else sharing feels good to you. But I super, super appreciate the support. Um, grassroots growth is the way that I like to go. So any help that you want to offer with that is much appreciated. All right, my friend, as always, thank you for your time and your energy and for allowing me to hang out in between your ears. I will be back next week with another episode of the Fifth Dimension of Business podcast. Mm-hmm.